0: Welcome to really telling it like it is uh, Hosted by Apostle Dr. Baker who is out of town this week. I'm Pastor Lenzing Lee and I am filling in We've already prayed but what we're going to do is we're going to try to pick up some of what we were articulating Which from what I understand you had no sound so you have no clue what I was talking about and it was good too; It was really good. Anyway, what we did is we prayed we thanked the Lord for the opening of his word and for our ability to be able to not only comprehend, but to receive and to submit to that which is being said. And one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord was letting me know in preparation for tonight was how important it is for each and every one of us to have a revelation of his love. This is what he was talking to us about in our 5 a.m. prayer call, that we need to have a revelation of his love. And what I'm gonna do is cover a couple of basic scriptures and then I'm gonna talk about something that the Apostle and I were talking about earlier in the week and So for those of you that take notes, I'll give you a a series of scriptures that I believe uh, uh, They actually align very well with the words that are coming forth in our Sunday gatherings As well as the 5 a.m. Prayer calls and really and truly everything that's being taught from our house right now 2nd Kings chapter 18 is the is a conversation where the the question is being asked uh, of the people of God well the people of God is when the king of Assyria um, has sent just let me see am I reading the white one yeah I think this is what I want no it isn't okay we'll skip that for now and I'll come back um, because what, what I want to look at is the fact that we're going to have to make a decision about what we believe and People say well, I've already done that, but you find yourself maybe sometimes faltering uh, It was first Kings chapter 18 that I wanted to go to you find yourself sometimes faltering Between that which God has said and that which you see with your natural eye and one of the things is that if you choose to live when you or I choose to live a Christian life a regular ordinary life We're oftentimes going to be moved by what we see we're going to flow with the emotions We're going to go with what's reported in the news or on social media. We're going to live a life that has um, The possibility of victory, but maybe not many times when victory is actually seen because we're going to live Circumstantially and emotionally but then when we get the Word of God or You come in and you hear somebody preach something and all of a sudden your faith is activated and you think hey I'm really going to walk in that And So you choose to do it, but but if your habit is to only Believe according to how you feel or according to what you see naturally Then you are not going to experience the victory or the lasting power the staying power that faith is supposed to supply for you And so here in first Kings chapter 18 after Ahab and Jezebel had sent their prophets really Ahab had sent the prophets to have the confrontation at Mount Carmel With Elijah and Elijah was looking at the people of God now the whole thing the spiritual understanding about all of this this confrontation between the prophet of God and the false ones that came uh, through way of Jezebel and Ahab is that the the whole point the treasure the prize that was desired as far as God is concerned was his people because Israel was following after the false gods. Israel was following after uh, and doing the same type of sacrifices and listening to the lies that were being told and they were making decisions about their life that was taking them further and further and further away from the ways of God and what they had been brought up in. They were turning from their heritage and moving instead Towards the popular norm and the rules and the regulations of the time in which they were and in the place the nation where they were and So God sent his prophet because he said it's time for my people to be turned back to me This is why again you have to understand it is required of us, and I don't mean God says you've got to do it, but I'm telling you for the sake of your faith and for the sake of the walk that you are going to do in the kingdom of God, it is vital for each and every one of us that we get and receive a revelation of God's love for us. We have got to know. We have to understand no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what we are experiencing, especially during times of hardship, he loves me. I, don't, I know it doesn't look like it. I know it doesn't feel like it. It feels like I've been forsaken. It feels like he's forgotten me. He doesn't see me. I'm invisible or I don't think he's listening. No, you get to, when you make a decision, those thoughts do not have power over you. Those thoughts do not have the power to cause you to change the direction that you are looking at, which is to look at God no matter what. And so, but it it comes because I know he loves me. I know he's not going to leave me here. I know that this is not the end of my days. I know that I don't have to quit. I know that I don't have to give up because my God is bigger than my circumstances. And he loves me. I know he loves me and he's gonna show the whole world how much he cares about me. I'd mentioned earlier that I had a dream. I believe it was this past Sunday, it was, no, Sunday before last and I awakened with a longing to tell my own husband how much I love him. I wanted to to just tell the whole wide world how how much I love this man and how wonderful he is to me and all of these other things. It's like, you know, I want to tell the whole world. Well, technically speaking, I don't I don't live with a husband or or any of that kind of stuff, but the love for that man is already inside of me. And So I'm asking the father. What was this about? Why am I? Experiencing this and the father was letting me know because I want you to understand how much I want to tell the whole world How much I love them. I want to show them how much I love them I want to let everybody know I want to shout it from the mountaintops I want the world to know how passionate and intent and 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 and, and overflowing if you will with the love that i have for them it just drips off of him and he wants us to know this and so i'm hearing this is a theme i heard it again in the 5 30 of the five o'clock a.m prayer call this and it was spoken to us last week and the spirit of the lord is voicing this all over the earth that it is time for people to know god loves us too much to leave us in the mess that mankind has made and so Here, God is warring for his people and he's doing it through the prophet Elijah. And Elijah asked a very telling question of the people. You can read this for yourself. Verse 21, Elijah came near to all the people and he said, how long will you halt and limp? between two opinions. See, you can't walk upright if you're vacillating back and forth. Well, oh, now I believe God. Oh, now I don't. Now I believe God. Now I don't. You see, you're not going to have a stable life, nor will you have a stable mind. Because it's, it's yawing, if you're zigging and zagging all over the place. And he said, if the Lord is God, follow him. If you really believe this, and that's what I'm saying. If you believe, if you receive the truth that God loves you, Follow him, trust him, obey him, believe him. You see, he said, but if you believe in the circumstances, here Elijah said, but if it's Baal Baal or Baal, then you follow him. If you believe that the world has your answers, if you believe that the news and every report that you hear is the truth and it and that, that it has ascendancy and power over what God has said, if you really believe how you feel is, is truer than what God has said, then follow that. Think about it is that really what you want to do if you believe that you have to toil that you're going to have to struggle for all of your days if you believe that you're always going to be subject to somebody else's opinion if you really believe that the people and the and the and the the tides of, of the world the opinions of others are more important in your life and that they speak the truth more so than everything that God has ever said about you then follow that but if not then you're going to make the decision that you're going to trust him and believe him. Our, one of our members, um, I won't mention her name, but I'll just say Ms., Ms. D.C., ministered a very powerful word to us on Sunday. And we're sharing about the difference between faith and trust or really how trust has to is the twin, it's the other side. And, and how we've been given an assignment this week because every week we have someone share for 15 minutes And they share on whatever it is that the Holy Spirit has given to them and then the rest of us were given an assignment that we're supposed to walk in for the week and then give a report on Sunday. Now the reports on Sunday haven't been to the level that I believe they're going to be as people really start to take to heart that God speaks through each and every one of us and that we give one another the same honor that we would give our Apostle. And I really want to encourage you astounding love and everybody else that's a part of the body of Christ have give honor to one another not just if they happen to be fivefold. you give honor to God as he speaks through whoever, whichever one of the vessels he is because that same honor is also to be given to you and it's not our job to go around determining whether people honor us or not, it's not our job to withhold what God has given us because we don't like the way people treat us that is a whole other subject, I'll talk about it tomorrow night <laughs> so, here it is he said this to the people. He said, if I only remain, I am the prophet of the Lord. But Baal, Baal, has 450 prophets. He said, but now we're going to have a showdown. I find this to be one of the most exciting battles that I've ever read in the Word of God. And I encourage you to read through it again. But read it as seeing the Lord your God fighting for you. Through the prophet Elijah, and see that 450 of the voices from the world were not able to overcome one word from God through his prophet, one who spoke for the king, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. That 450 men that served the king and queen were not sufficient in all of their struggles, and all of their cutting, and all of their wailing, and all of their carrying on, all of their drama, all of their intensity. All of their intimidation, it was not sufficient to overcome the word of God. They couldn't get a fire started. But God, but God, the Lord God who says, I am unchanging. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. He fought for his people and he won. And what did they say? At the end of this, you have to read through it. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And what they were saying is, our eyes have been opened to understand that everything we have been following has been a sham. We have believed lies, and we have governed our lives accordingly, and the end of that has come. And that's the powerful message there. Now, that's not even my topic, but that's the opening of what we want to discuss in order to, to move into where where we're going to go. So the first passage set of scriptures was 1 Kings 18 starting from verse 21 and then it just goes all the way down to verse 40 all right and that's that's the first one now the next one that we're going to look at is to, again you must have the holy spirit said we must have this revelation to trust in order to begin to walk in trust you get a revelation of the word and your and the witness on the inside says no god's word is true there is no other truth but that which god has said and so when <coughs> he speaks then I can trust him accordingly. I will follow after him because I know him who has spoken. That knowledge of him, also knowing his character, again, knowing he loves you, it opens up your ability to be able to trust. Why would I not trust the one that has only my best interests at heart? And he's always looking out for me and he's forever fighting for me and God doesn't just fight for you he wins he's put us in a position of victory and so then the other part I think is um he says that to live this is based on let's go to Zechariah chapter 4 I hope I have my scriptures right tonight I just pulled from some different notes here that uh, I was asking the Lord what, what do I do and, and he led me back to some of my studies in verse 6 of Zechariah chapter 4 it says then he said to me this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel saying not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts and then it asked the question who are you O great mountain before Zerubbabel you shall become a plane you're going to be flattened out and he shall bring forth the finishing cornerstone of gable stone With loud shoutings of the people crying grace grace to it grace grace to it. And so what is he saying to us? That god asks questions of your circumstances And if you or I would tune in to that which he is saying we would find oftentimes that once we uh, if you will point the word of god Towards the circumstances, the mountains, the, the incidents, the, distraction, the, the uh, delays or whatever it is. I say, what are you delay in my bank account? What are you sickness and disease before the word of the Lord? Before his word, you shall falter. You shall fall. You shall not prevail because I will speak grace, the favor of God. I will speak the word of the Lord. I will speak the decree of the almighty. I will speak. That which is good, that which has his face upon it, I'll speak that in your face and then you back up because God has just gotten in front of me. His grace will fight for me. His mercy will fight for me. His goodness is on my side. And so those are the type, that's, that's moving in trust. Uh, this is the word I release in faith and I trust that this word will be backed up by the power of God, by the presence of God because he told Jeremiah chapter 1, I hasten over I follow through on my word. I bring my own word to pass and again the character Of the Almighty God the goodness of the Almighty God the relationship with him It brings us into these places where our heart gets positioned To only bow to him and no longer bow to anything else. So this was what was said there it is to live spirit to spirit not by might nor by power but by my spirit to live from the to is to is to live with the reality of heaven and the Holy Spirit said to me today He said you see my words are spirit and when I re- release them into into uh, he, It comes to your spirit and then through our spirit The word begins to manifest in the earth as it is in heaven We have to the revelation of the love of God comes to your spirit the revelation of the love of Because it is a spirit release to our spirit. And once we receive it and allow it to have place or precedence within us, then we're going to see a shift in the way that our natural eyes begin to see. Because our natural eyes will move from the natural uh, circumstances to start looking in the realm of the spirit or to look through the eyes of the spirit to see it from God's point of view. That's what he means, spirit to spirit, from his spirit to our spirit, from his point of view to give us his point of view, and then to open us up to believe on a level that we didn't before. So when you hear about teachings that you'll hear when, when um, we bring some aspect of quantum quantum belief, if you will, quantum faith into the circums- into the conversation, then you'll hear people talk about things like frequency. Or you'll hear them talk about resonance or uh, sound of some kind and one of the words I like is entrainment and because it, it, it is a it's a very unique thing if you've ever seen let's say uh, a, a series of clocks with pendulums and you put them in the room overnight and they're all uh, going at different directions the clock that has the strongest rhythm if you will the, the strongest vibration the strongest frequency it will train the others to match that rhythm and so what you will see is that all of the pin where they were going left and right and going at different rhythms once entrainment sets in then everything starts moving in the same direction and all of the clocks that were uh, scattered begin to attune, align with the, the master clock if you will and all of them will then start to move and all of the pendulums and all of the click it will all be the same. It, it, so it, by the spirit when the word of God enters in it's a stronger word than the words of this earth It's a stronger word and a stronger frequency than the natural beliefs and the natural order This is what we mean by in earth as it is in heaven that as we are on earth When you release the the word of the Lord, that's the divine frequency We're talking about and when you receive it by spirit and say this is the truth that I will walk in. Then it starts to move in on the inside. of us. Psalm one nineteen, I believe it's verse one thirty, tells us that the entrance of His word brings light. John chapter six, I believe it is verse sixty three. I'm quoting, but check me out. And Minister Frederick is on there, and he'll 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 straighten me out if I'm wrong. But um, John six sixty three, or thereabouts, he says, "My words, the word that I speak to you, is spirit. They are spirit words, and they are life to you." and so this strong life this zoe life this eternal life of god starts to move in us by way of the word uh so again the entrance of his word brings light well that light is life it brings the will of god it brings clarity and it also brings the rhythm the resonance the atmosphere that we can live in and begin to see more and more from god's point of view And then we also see the results because we will see things happen on earth as they already exist in heaven If I have any questions, please let me know. Okay. Um, so this is how you connect to God's frequency We do it by his word. Okay. We do it his word. Uh, Let me let me give you this The 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 word of God Catch this please Is also the voice of God the voice of God. What do I mean? I mean those words came from him. If you want to train yourself to hear the word, the voice of God, read his word and choose, choose to believe it. Read his word and choose to believe it. Read it out loud even. It may be your own little tonsils and vocal cords that are that are releasing, I don't know what tonsils actually do, but I know the vocal cords do, you know, you make sound. That's my science for the day, that's enough. All right, um, but the word of God is God's voice. And so in uh, John chapter 10, Jesus is talking and he says, to him the door, he's talking about the doorkeeper opening and that the sheep will hear his voice and that he calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. You know his word, you'll recognize his voice. You let his word enter into you. Let this word dwell in you richly. Uh, the word of God dwell in you richly. I'm going to, I think that's Colossians 3.16. I'm not really sure right now because I've got a lot going on in my head. But... Um, Let that word dwell in you richly the words let the words that are also in Christ Let this the spirit that is in Christ let let this presence let this relationship Let this pattern of living that was demonstrated by Christ be the pattern by which you walk and by which you live And you're going to see the results. You're not going to see just the results of um, Matthew Mark Luke and John You're going to see the the, the results from the book of Acts on after the finish, after the blood has been poured out on the mercy seat, after uh, the Christ, the spirit of Christ, which has departed from the earth, that he moves on the inside of us, the anointing of God that, that we live by. This is not the same anointing that we minister by but the anointing to live and to overcome and to allow these words to rise up on the inside of you and direct your path and take you to the places of belief and now we're going to deal from two specific areas let's just say the greatest challenges that we typically experience uh, if anybody wants to take a guess i, I think everybody would get this right because the areas where I see uh, most of us seem to struggle or if you want prayer, it's it's typically for one of two things, healing and finance that's just usually what you hear people, please pray for me to get this money, please pray for for my health and my strength and and so forth and so on, and I guess probably third would be your relationships of some kind or another, but I want to ask you a question and it's simply this when you ask For someone to pray and you say yes, I receive it Do you really receive it or do you take it in that moment and cross your fingers your eyes and your toes? Hoping that it worked and then go right back to saying the same things that you were saying before It bears merit because it shows us the cavities the empty places within us where we have need of uh, Repair we have need of revelation Revelation, which is the, re- the knowledge revealed, God showing his face, God showing his heart, God showing his will through his word to us. It's revealed and it means the veil has been lifted. It means that there's clarity in your vision. And it means that there's an ability to hear what we couldn't hear before. These are all of this. You want to have a great definition of revelation? Yes. The entrance of his word. Just brought light into the darkness of your mind. Okay, so uh, when we talk about that, though, you want his word will teach you by his spirit to recognize his voice because it's all spirit. His word is spirit, he is spirit, he is a spirit, you are spirit, and when he talks to us, we're born from above spirits. So we have the capability and the internal anointing, the presence of God on the inside of us to enable us not only to hear him, but to believe him and to learn how to trust him. And what is trust? It's a walk with God through every situation. He's holding my hand, I'm walking with him. I know he knows where we're going and I'm gonna walk with him and I'm not gonna balk, stop in the middle or turn tail and run. Because I know that no matter what comes against us, he is able to get me out of it. In fact, it's not even going to hit me the way that it would want to. Because my father is with me. Jesus put it in a a lovely way. He said, the father and I are one. He also said, I don't do anything except the things that I see my father do. I don't say anything that, that I have not heard my father say. And so... He lived in a secret place. He lived in a place of trust. He lived in a place of protection. It didn't mean that things were not, uh, if you will, formed against him. I think one of the greatest examples of Isaiah fifty let's go there for a minute um, and read the scripture, and then let's just take a look at something that's, I think it's just really cool. Okay, uh, Isaiah 54, I'm known for this one, but I want to read the verse in its entirety, it says, but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. Wouldn't it be nice to show your own tongue wrong? <laughs> you know, the things you said about yourself that God did not say. That's judgment. That's anything that God did not say about you toward your life and so forth. You, you're judging God, you know. You're judging the ways of, of things in your life and you, you don't have any actual ground to stand on. Um, but here it also says, this is the righteousness, the vindication which they obtained from me, says the Lord. This, this uh, thing, this judgment of showing of those that are judged that they're in the wrong, this is the righteousness, the vindication which we obtained from me. And who is our righteousness? Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in him. And so God is saying, because of what my son has done, because of what his blood has done. You have the knowing that you will overcome whatever the judgments, the criticisms. You don't have to believe a single thing people say about you. Back, stop reading it and stop uh, repeating it and stop looking at it as though it were true. If God did not say it, and this should be a mandate for your own personal life. If God did not say it, I'm not going to say it. If God did not say it, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to take it. It's not the truth. It's that, It's really that simple. If God did not say it, then it is a lie. Okay. So, going on. Now, looking at that, what he said here in Isaiah 54, that your, right, your righteousness, you'll, you'll be vindicated. And no matter what you're going through, you will be vindicated. Well, in Luke chapter 4, Uh, It talks about in verse 16 how Jesus came to Nazareth after he had come out of the wilderness and how when he went in there and he went into the temple and he read the scroll and he did all that kind of stuff and then he started to preach that these people decided, uh, you know what, they've had about enough of him. And after he had finished his message, it says in verse 28, Luke chapter 4, that all of the people in the synagogue were filled with rage. That lets you know those demons got stirred up in that place right there. And rising up, they pushed and drove him out of the town. So they were able to touch him. You see, he was there. It's like, well, where's his protection detail? Where were his secret service angels? You know, what happened? That the people were able to rise up and push and drive him out of the town. And they led him to the upper part of the hill. They were taking him to the cliff. And they were planning to chuck him over. And that was supposed to be the end of that. day. No salvation for anybody after this message, okay? But what happened? He passed through their midst. They didn't even know they didn't have him. No weapons formed against him were able to prosper. They formed. They did their best to prosper, but it did not. He passed right on through. And that tells me, for all you superhero people, that's the cloak of invisibility right there at work. They didn't see him. Whether it was the expansion of angel wings on the left and the right, you know, leading him through and him being ushered through by his personal angel, whatever it happened to be, they thought they had him, And they were in such a frenzy of rage, demonic eyesight, they could not see him once. Because this is what I know. I know that the cloak, you have to wonder, well, what's the cloak of invisibility made of? Light. Light that shines so bright. Darkness, which is already dark, cannot see. And he was able to walk right through. They were not able. They formed it. They planned it. didn't feel like a good day. For a lot of preachers, I know it's like, I don't like preaching to that crowd. they always trying to push you off a cliff. But they can't. Not when your righteousness will be vindicated by, by, by the word of the Lord. And that's what I want you to see. So he walked in that covenant. This is the covenant promise. This is protection. This is what God does for you. Now, having done all that, how does he work in your healing? How does he work in uh, the financial? And the Spirit of the Lord still speaking to me. It was one really great conversation. But he let me know this about finance because I'm going to go to finance first. Nah, I'll go to healing first. Which one do you want me to go to? Somebody needs to ask. What, which one do you want me to go to? Should I talk about healing or should I talk about finance first? Healing. Healing <laughs> it is okay it's going to be the same basic word again the first thing is you're going to have to recognize that you're hearing the voice of God when you read the word of God and there's no place in the word of God where he says that you have to be a goody goody boy and girl in order to receive healing there's also no place in there In the word of God now I know you read about the woman that had the issue of blood and you read about all of the different stories Um, the the man that was uh, Paralyzed the man that was at the at the side of the water the pool of Siloam and he wanted to You know to get in and trouble the water and you're reading all of those things But what you're also doing is you're reading about how things were prior to the cross So you're reading about Jesus of Nazareth walking in the covenant the covenant words Of what God has spoken but he's also walking in something supernatural what is that he's walking in the promise of that which he will do what do I mean I can hear you asking the Bible tells you that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world and I believe that's in Revelation all right the lamb was slain before the found the foundation of the world which means, and I, I think that you can get a lot more of this. I teach about this um, when I'm talking about the power blood of Jesus. Um, let me see. Um, there's a couple of scriptures actually that I want to read here. He says, uh, Father, in John 17:24, Jesus said, Father, you've entrusted to me uh, as your gift to me, all that you have, that they may be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. So there's a couple things. Number one, loved before the foundation of the world. We were loved before the foundation of the world. Secondly, in Ephesians one four it says, even as his love in his love he chose us. He actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world. See there it is, that we should be holy consecrated and set apart for him and blameless in his sight even before even above reproach before him in love there's love again Ephesians 1 4 First Peter 1 Peter 1:20. it says that it is true that he was chosen and foreordained destined and foreknown before the foundation of the world but he was brought out to public view in these last days for the sake of you so again uh what it's telling you is that there's a lot that was happening before God ever said let there be light how about that a lot that was happening before and so here it is that it says in Revelation 13 8 and all the inhabitants of the earth will fall down in adoration and pay him homage everyone whose name has not been recorded in the book of life of the lamb that was slain in sacrifice from the foundation of the world God had a plan Jesus has, it was always his plan before he ever said let us make man in our own image He knew all about what was going to transpire, but it didn't falter It didn't halt him from doing what he said he was going to do instead what he did. He's a planner He's a strate- He's a strategist. He created the solution before the problem had ever even entered into the earth This world this this cosmos this this world these these things that had taken place God had already created, uh, if you will, the solution to every problem. Now, therefore, what that tells me is before sickness and disease entered the world, and the Bible tells you death came into the world and and sickness and all those things through sin. And the, the sin was all about what happened in Eden. But before the fruit was ever eaten off of that tree, even before he had breathed life into Adam, the, the, the solution, the remedy, the provision for healing as well as forgiveness for sin had already been established. Sin was, destroyed, was conquered before sin entered. Now, why do I want you to have that as a foundation? And another thing that was, I'll, I'm going to kind of mix them in because I, I don't have a lot of time left. This also means the poverty and debt and lack were destroyed were were uh, annihilated or were defeated before poverty's death or lack ever entered into the world before you were broke you were rich and so even though you may be broke you're still rich before you got sick you were whole you were healed so even if you feel sick you're still healed that's where that expression comes from it's not a lot of double talk it's the wisdom of the ages of the understanding that all of the things that happen in time the remedy happened before time outside of time so that in time you could bring in earth on earth as heaven already has it it's like having the provision is was there before the need was seen That's a scriptural precedent. How do we know? Because in the book of Genesis, you read about when Abraham took his son Isaac up the hill in order to sacrifice him as God has said. Now, what was that? That was a man releasing faith in the earth for resurrection power because when he took his son up that mountain, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4, I believe, that Abraham fully expected for Isaac rise again. That again is a man in the earth. Having so much trust in God. (coughs) That he was believing in resurrection power. When nobody even knew what resurrection power was. But the thing is. It's like well how can he do that? Because resurrection power actually existed. It didn't exist in time. But Abraham believed it could be. But outside of time. It did exist. Because the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world and the remedy, which would be resurrection, was also established because these, this is what? I, and why do I say it this way? Because see, that's the life of heaven. That's the life of God. You can't kill him. You can't destroy. Did I have a question?
1: Yeah. So is that the same uh, revelation you would use where it says in the word that before, um, before he before he before you called he he already answered.
0: Yes, that's Genesis. Mm-hmm. That's where we're talking about because Abraham, yes, perfect. When Abraham went up and he had the knife and he was prepared to slay his son, to kill his son Isaac. But the Bible tells you he fully expected for Isaac to come back. He told his servants, "I'm going up, we're going up the hill and the boy and I will come back." So he had no plan no plan whatsoever within himself to leave his son on an altar dead he sure wasn't going to go back to the boy's mother and say well i killed him okay Mm -hmm. no so there was so much faith in him for that this is what happened the ram is already going up on whatever side and it's caught the horns of it are caught in the bushes in the bramble and when Abraham released his faith by lifting up that knife, the voice of that angel said to him, Hey, hold, hold your hand. You don't need to do it. Because God has seen you think it's just, Oh, he saw that you were willing to kill your son. No. God saw that you were willing to believe that I would raise your son up again. So provision has been made, first of all, Abram." Abraham that you can give a sacrifice a blood sacrifice of Thanksgiving to God So the ram is already in the thicket before you ever called you see I've already answered these things I've made that provision, but the other thing was God saw a man that was capable of Believing that God could raise his son up from the dead so Abraham had given his son Isaac completely over to God, which is the toughest thing to do, to trust God that this promise that you've given me, that my sons, my seed will multiply, and you said that the only legitimate source for multiplication is my son Isaac. It's not Ishmael. Heaven recorded, okay, this is covenant, and this man has just fulfilled the terms because he gave you all that was his, Therefore, you must give all that is yours. And so God had the legal right and obligation. He wanted the obligation. Since you gave me your son, I will give you mine. And that's the opening that allowed for Messiah to be able to come forth. Do you see?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It was a spirit transaction, even though Abraham was not born again. He was not a born-again person. He was one that the Spirit of God could come upon, but the Spirit of God could not stay within. And yet, he recognized the voice of God so thoroughly. He recognized the love of God so thoroughly, and he trusted God as his friend that he will not forsake me, and if he asks me to do anything, I can trust him that he does not ask to bring destruction into my life or harm to my life or hurt to my life or uh, any of those other things. This is what this covenant, this friendship was that he had with him. And so again, because of that, we know that God, heaven was prepared to answer and to respond to Abraham's faith and trust in God. Now, when we tell you by his stripes you are healed and I I think we started um, we (coughs) restarted at so I've got about 15 minutes I think um, before we end this and I I want I'm going to pray or speak some words over us uh, if I have the time to do it but here's what we understand I want you to, to write this down please healing on one side draw a line in the middle and on the other side write um wealth, or finance, wealth, whatever, money, whatever word you use. Okay. One piece of paper. Um, you're going to have basically two columns. So you have healing on one side and uh, finance on the other. That, that'll work yeah. fine. Okay. Because these are two, now the principles that I'm releasing are spirit principles. And the reason why that is so important is because that way we understand no matter What situation you face The same principles will work Because God is a respecter of his principles He respects his own word He honors his word He keeps his word So you release his word And you get that divine expectation No, you said it And therefore I trust that you Will hasten over it to perform it That's Jeremiah 1.12 um, I'm quoting You with me so far? Here's the principle that I'm going to give you. Right underneath the word healing, I want you to write this Healing is spirit to spirit. Now go over to the other column and you're going to write the same thing. Finance is spirit to spirit. Money or wealth, okay, is spirit to spirit. A better word, I think, is provision. Because it encompasses your silver, your gold, and and everything else in between. So you might want to use the word provision. But provision is spirit to spirit. Now we're going to look at that for a minute. Because this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said to me, what happens is that we are constantly looking to the physical for for the manifestation. The manifestation is not from the physical. It is from the spirit manifestation is a lovely way of saying the truth is seen the truth comes by spirit because he is spirit holy spirit is named the spirit of what truth so that tells you the origin of, sp- of truth it's spirit and there's only one spirit that is true the other is a liar when we look at things in this earth okay. one Adam the other Jesus Everything that Jesus does represents truth. The things that Adam, the the the, the fallen man, that always represents sin. Not because of the man Adam, but because of what came through him. Life came through Jesus. Death came through Adam. If Adam had known he was releasing death, he wouldn't have done it. I have no doubt about that. But of course he didn't know. Because he didn't know. I, I'm not going to go into all that. I'm sure that probably lots of people ask him when they see him. But anyway. Uh, so now <coughs> spirit is frequency sound waves okay. are you with me when I say frequency I'm talking spirit that's what I mean by that so if I say oh the free, you got to be on the right frequency we're talking about being in the right spirit mm-hmm. high frequency highest Frequency always comes through truth You know the opposite is, is so about the low frequencies because they come in, in terms of what I'm talking about Lies darkness because they cut try to grip you at the ankles and, and keep you down now Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 It says that the Word of God is living and powerful and that it is sharper than any two-edged sword and that it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints of marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And why is that important? Because in this sense, you see, your soul is not bad. So when we talk about a soulish thing, I'm not telling you it's an evil thing. You, you know, It's your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and so forth, your reasonings. So no, soul in and of itself is not bad. But the problem with soul is unless you train it, to listen to the the voice of truth, it will will default to natural understanding. And that's why you look for your healing and you look for your finance from your natural understanding. And when you don't see anything happening, naturally speaking, you become discouraged, depressed. You believe lies about your health. You believe lies about your finance, your wealth. You believe lies about your physical appearance you believe lies about your entire life because the soul has to be trained to hear the voice of the spirit of God it doesn't have to be trained to hear the voice of the world that's a natural thing am I going too fast or, or is there any point of confusion I'm almost done okay alright, Crystal's my um, meter for this so Yes.
1: There is one thing. Your soul is not bad. No. The problem is with the soul, unless you train it, it will default to... Natural. To the natural.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. How you feel, what it looks like, what other people said, all those things. Just think about it. Your natural eye, what it sees. Mm Mm-hmm. You can look at somebody and they look very attractive to you and you go, that looked good to me. But you didn't look at the inside because you didn't see the spirit. You only saw the exterior. And then you go, I don't understand how that happened. It, it happened because everything in the soul was trying to override. No, no, we ain't even gonna let spirit get in here. <laughs> Same thing, with, it could be food. <laughs> it could be a sale. I've got to buy this, I've got to do this. I've, I, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm this. Just as an aside, that costs you nothing. Anybody familiar with the expression comfort food? Okay. Whether it's potatoes, jelly beans, or whatever it is. People say, oh, this is my comfort food. Well, that's what that's, that's from a soul perspective. I just, it's, it's a great example. You see, that's the soul's perspective. I have to find comfort for myself. The soul is always trying to attain spirit level, spirit type of provision, but it wants to do it on a low level. Your comfort food is the Holy Spirit talking to your spirit because the Bible tells us he is the comforter see that's his name but we're going to give food his attributes I have to have my comfort food no you don't you need to talk to the comforter are you understanding what I'm saying Mm -hmm. that's how soul works versus spirit it's going for the same things but it's going for it with the absence of God unless you train it to hear God and to crave and to desire him. It can be done. It is not impossible. Because Jesus did it all the time. Okay? All right now, since it said, money is spirit, healing is spirit. Wealth and all of the provision was was done before the foundation. And then even as God spoke, let there be light. And he started. To create the garden from his word. And you could say that the garden of Eden. Before the fall. Was an, an, an example of heaven on earth. Everything was provided. They had all of the water. They had all of the food. They had all of the choices. They had everything that they desired. And they had no sorrow. No sickness. No disease. No poverty. No lack. They lacked nothing. The garden of Eden is an example. Before the fall of what it looked like to say on earth as in heaven the genesis of it that so even the words when they were spoken when when john the baptizer or the immerser spoke those words and then yeshua came and he was speaking those words they were decreeing and declaring the will of god back to the earth letting the earth know once again well they were saying the kingdom of god has come to you is what they were saying um his kingdom come his will be done is what jesus taught and what he was saying is i'm calling back into existence On earth as in heaven there's an opening a portal uh, uh, a a release from the earth into heaven to say now you can bring back into our midst you can once again create that oasis of heaven on earth Mm. he opened it back up again okay so now so therefore provision and you being without lack Is a principle of the kingdom that existed all along and when we call for it because of and I've got ahead of myself but because of what Jesus did because of his death his burial and his resurrection and the pouring out of his blood and his ascension to heaven you and I have on earth again as heaven we have the Makings, if you will, of that oasis, of that Eden, of that place where God dwells, where we can walk with him and talk with him. See, there's trust in the cool of the day, in the, in the, in the early morning, in the, in, in the evening, whatever the time. And we can talk and hear his voice and release his voice, his words, into the earth so that his, his spirit, his words are spirit, so his presence follows through and brings to pass just as simply as in the time when he, or before time when he said, let there be. And it was so. Are you with me so far?
1: All
0: right, so our giving, our receiving, is spirit. We think, I have to give my last $19.27. Or, I don't know if I can really tithe the whole tithe but I could probably give a portion of it because you're looking at, through the eyes of the soul, at what you do and do not have, and you're measuring according to your circumstances. You look at your physical temperature. You look at all these things. I'm not telling you that you don't rest. I'm not telling you remember what we said about Jesus. I didn't, tell you, I didn't say that those things didn't hit your body because they did. But what I am saying is that you have the power in your own tongue to deny it the ability to kill you or to keep you down. You can't stay sick forever. The doctors will tell you things to prolong it, but the word of God tells you what to say to annihilate it. You see, you don't, if you don't have the revelation of his love, then you think that he just allows you to be sick. And what he did instead was he gave you the power to deny sickness the right to live in your body because let me put these two words down now and I don't, I, I cannot develop this whole thought because believe me this is about another two hours worth of teaching right here but um, original intent the Bible is saying on earth as in heaven means the same way God always intended it to be the same way he designed it to be so on earth as in heaven is original intent it's a declaration mm-hmm. of what God always deemed to be it's a restoration of of that which was stolen from you. It's a return to that, the way he set it up. He's saying, you're calling for all of the things that are not me to be stripped away and to take on. You don't think that you're wealthy. That's why you're struggling. You don't think that you're healed. If you go according to how you feel about it and what your bank account says, that lying thing, um, you know, (laughs) if if you're always listening to the voice that comes to the soul the natural voice that says that you have x amount of dollars in your account and your account will not increase another dime until you get paid or find a job or are able to do this or able to do that and your body will not feel right until you gotta you gotta dose it with this and you've got to do this with it and you gotta do that i think you should take care of i think we're supposed to take care of our health i'm resting more than i than i thought that I would be right now but my body I really I I, let me just give you an aside you see I know that last year the second half of last year I experienced so much stress in my physical body there were so many circumstances situations things that were going on in our church things that went on in the family things that were going on in my personal life things that attacked me financially things that attacked uh, words that were attacking me in the spirit there was all kinds of garbage being slung at me they were hitting my shield more so than they hit me. I was affected. Oh, believe me, I was affected. But I know that I was protected by more. Uh, I was kept more than, 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 than maybe some would even understand. These weapons were formed against me and some of them grabbed hold of me and were pulling me, pulling my emotions, pulling every aspect of me. By the time I got to the end of last year, I just had made a decision. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to quit. In fact, I've changed. I've crossed over to a place that I had never was before. But what I found is in the last uh, month or so, uh, actually just a series of weeks, I've been resting more. I have a lot to do and I do, I do the things I have to do. But I find that I, at this season, I know it's not forever, but I'm, I'm giving my body sleep and I'm giving it rest because I had so much stress. There were so many, so much tension, so much emotional turmoil, so much toxic things, so many toxic things that my, I'm in a restoring, Psalm 23, he leads me beside the still waters and he restores my soul. So my soul is getting a restoration, going through a restoration process by way of the spirit, of the words. This is what we mean. Let this word dwell in you and your soul gets restored. Let this word dwell in you. And and he starts to build within us, if you will, a stronghold of wholeness that is able to deflect every attempt to bring sickness or disease or any other things. I'm starting to experience the same thing financially. Looks like somebody just took a bazooka and blew a big hole in the thing, you know, and robbed my bank. But it's it's not my reality it's the it's the circumstances yes but heaven is my source of reality and so I understand that naturally I have debt but supernaturally my debt has been forgiven and provision has been made I understand naturally That there are things that have come against my body or my health or or whatever you say. But I also understand that my supernatural reality is that I was healed before I was born. I can see the tilt. Excuse me. I was healed before I was born. Because the provision for my healing was before the foundation of the world so once i came into christ i have the option of pulling on that covenant that between god and jesus on my behalf and saying about my own body be it on earth and in this earth as it is in heaven redeem me pull me you have redeemed me now let's let the manifestation of original intent be seen in my life. The truth of what you originally brought me into this earth to be. I'm not going to settle for anything less than the full truth, the entirety of what you planned and what you said about me to come into fruition for everybody to see. Why? Because you want to tell the whole world how much you love me. You want to show them how you love me. You want to showcase our lives in such a way that others will desire to come into what you have for them. That's what God is saying. I want everybody to know how much I love you. And that's what our lives are for. You have a question? You answered it. Oh, well, what was the question? That was cool, I answered it. Well,
1: my question was like, I'm hearing the, what you're saying, but how is it that, um, how is it then it, do, do we actually see it manifested in the earth?
0: My father and me, he does the works. Our part is to see it in heaven. Then heaven sees to it that it's seen on earth. Does that make
1: sense?
0: Mm-hmm. How? Because through his
1: work. It, Go ahead. Yeah, it makes sense because the um, you you could say ah that's the difficult part, but it really isn't. It's the um, the the renewing of the mind part it's the believing what his, his word says and then that 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 word becomes you then you it opens up to where you can see it
0: yes and i'm going to answer two questions okay first mm-hmm. of all i'm going to give you isaiah chapter 1 verses uh, what is it 17 through 19 or somewhere thereabouts where he talks about um though your sins were scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they were uh, i'm saying nappy <laughs> <laughs> Them, but they shall be well as white as wool, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 not quoting well tonight, but here's what I wanted to say. But then he said, "But if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land." Mm-hmm. Now that willing and obedient, that that is so relevant to us. It bring it. I, I'm taking old uh, what you call Old Testament um, those words that are spoken, and then what we're doing is we're bringing them along the way of the covenant to see how they look from the kingdom perspective because what you see in the old testament what we extract is the principle and then we look at how that principle fits in the kingdom the, in in the in the words of the life that we have that comes because of the blood of Jesus remember we have a better covenant so we have access to the father we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, not simply him coming upon. He can come upon you. There's, that's that outward anointing. But the anointing abides within. That's the ever-present, uh, abiding presence of God that never leaves us. He's always here. Okay? So that's the part that we're looking at right there. And so this is what I want you to see. And then he flows from us into the lives of others because now we've got an outpouring this is the rivers of living water that flow outward from your belly the streams of life that come from heaven into the earth and upon the earth so what we have is far greater but this principle of being willing and obedient Means I've opened the portal from earth to heaven to, to say, come on and bring this stuff through. I've given you a conduit. I've become a conduit. And I've given you a way to be able to do what? What does willingness and obedience do? It allows God to have his pleasure in your life. Everything always goes back to the king. It allows Jesus to be, have the preeminence. To be This allows Matthew 6.33 to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. To allow all these other things to be added to us. That's what we're looking at here. I'm going to get ready to close now. And so this other part that I wanted to say, what did I want to say, Holy Spirit? When you say in earth as in heaven, and we speak all of these different things that we say, we're doing Luke chapter 1 where Mary said, because what is what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to receive? It means to submit willing and obedient, that means submission, that means I bow my will, I bow my opinion, I bow my point of view, I lay that down and submit to the way that God sees it, and I listen for his voice, and let his voice become that path, or the leader for me, the one that, that guides me, and so submission is the greatest way Submitting to what God said is the greatest way to receive him to receive from him and it is absolute It is worship You see It may not be you or I singing a song But when I lay my heart down And I say I'm going to let you love me see, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you love me. I want you to show the whole world how much you love me Let me go back to my natural thing as we're closing this. I said I awakened that day. I wanted to show my own husband how much I love him. And I wanted to be able to tell the whole world, well, what's the thing, you know, that one day that will be my, uh, my opportunity to do that. But what would be greater? What's greater? It's always the ability to receive that love, to know how, God, teach me how to receive your love for me. I'm submitting. I want this. I want this trust. I want this I, I want this uh pervading presence of heaven to be seen through me to change the way I give, to let me cease to be afraid to release money, to let me be cease to be afraid of what other people think if I choose to believe that you are my healer. And all of these and and, and to to trade my allegiance from my belief in what my body tells me to my belief in what God said. It's a changeover. Can you see it? And it happens by submitting to what he said. I submit to what you say. I'm choosing to believe you. I'm, I'm giving you opportunity. I don't know how, maybe, to receive. I don't know how to submit. All I know how to do is say it. Well, baby, that's it right there. I'm going to say it. And I'm not going to change my mind. That's the power of choice. And it opens up doors from heaven to you or for you because you are, if you're born from above, you are already seated in the heavenlies, in Christ Jesus. And every one of these conversations that I just said, where you're talking to Him, I'm willing and I'm obedient and I submit, you're not having those conversations from earth. Beaming it up to heaven! No. Is that what you're doing? That's what your soul tries to do. It's always trying to reach God through your mind. But your spirit, your spirit, you're already with him. Just kind of lean back and say, okay, I'm going to let you put your arms around me. I'm going to let you love me. You're going to teach me what I need to do. I am already with you, so you're going to whisper those sweet somethings in my ear. They're going to permeate my body. And I'm going to open my mouth and say what I hear you say. And my body is going to conform. Because all of a sudden, I'm training my mind, my will, and my emotions to recognize the voice of God. And as I've been reading the word, now we'll bring it full circle. He said that if you want to hear his voice, you've got to read his word. Why? Because believe it or not. No, just believe it. No, not. Your soul is taking in the voice of God through your eye gates. And through your mind, because most of us, even if we don't read out loud, we hear it in our mind. And you are learning the voice of God. So when you hear, when your mind, your will, your emotions, your ears, your natural parts, hear you say what God said, you'll believe it. Because you've been training yourself. The entrance of his word really brings light. And that's all I have to say tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So more than enough in ministries and astounding love. We also receive the tithes and offerings and so forth. Ask God to give you, what did I start with? A revelation of his love. And through that will come a revelation of your wealth and of your health and all these other things. And I release the word of God, the truth, of all the scriptures that have been prayed, that they come at you releasing the life of God. We release the life of God. Let it manifest, let it flourish on the inside of you. And my prayer for us all is that the truth of his intent and his love for us will be seen throughout the earth so that others will want what we have and we will be filled with him so that we will be able to give it to them that's my prayer for you i want to say thank you to you all for tuning in to, uh, with us tonight uh, or catching us on the replay i want to uh release of course love for our apostle dr baker and uh just as we saw you leave we also receive you back to us on when you come back this Friday, I want to say to our, our standing Love members, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, I will actually won't because I won't be live, but there will be a pre-recording for the Wednesday night Kingdom 101 relationships. And those of, us, those of you that join us on Sundays, we'll see you then. And also, reminder, Monday at, um, I think it's 12 o'clock, you will catch Apostle Baker on either the. Uh, loving unity network we also try to broadcast it onto the uh, the more than enough ministries page for her program tell it like it is the kingdom way so having given all those and in case anybody's wondering pastor lundzine are you going to do a series three on the blood of jesus yes actually i'm going to do 12 of them and um, i'll be uh, doing the third series within the next week or so so i am Lansing lee your pastor and i love you very much and i am also the daughter of apostle baker so this has been really telling it like it is um and all the other subtitles we've given it so many i don't even know anymore but this is really telling it like it is believe him trust him i love you astoundingly